The following podcast contains sarcasm, opinions, editorial material, and other material which may be copyrighted but is used under the fair use law or with express permission of the original content creators. All material is the property of its respective owners. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or a rating. We are found in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Pocket Casts, Podbay, uh, wherever you find your finer podcasts. You don't need to write anything nice. Just a few words or a couple stars will help us out. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Creative Writing, episode number 75. Uh, I think this episode might be brief. I got a couple things to do, and uh, I think there's one thing on everybody's mind, and that is Nikki Hayden. So I don't think I have a lot of joking around to do on this episode. Um, let's get into it. Welcome to the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, the internet's home for motorcycle mediocrity. Your host. Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. My skin met the asphalt, but these new new ways kit my... All right, a couple of blurbs. Whatever they do with cocaine. The victims. I mean, guests. It's, it's usually such a horribly set up fight. It's a cafe racer with Alloy Manx racing tank. The Soma actually was purchased by uh, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum. You yeah. know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. Long hours in the uncomfortable seat. Kangaroos are just leaping down the street every day. Um, all right, technically all chaps are assholes, right? I don't have it perfected. I have to stop talking shit. My wife's like... You're 41 and started a race career. Yes, I am guest number 632. As big as motorcycle entry is, very few people have actually ever even laid eyeballs on a Confederate. I thought it was a good book. I, I didn't want to put it down. I wanted to know what happened next, but it was not my typical genre. <laughs> I'm Cammie, um, and I'm, I guess, one of the leaders. <laughs> and I'm Nikki, and I'm one of the leaders. Part of the thing with really racing is... Bikes are so big and the motors are so big that most of the time power time issues. Keep your knees in the breeze and the cheddar in your cheese. Time to get weird with creative writing. I think that's a fair assumption. That's fair to say. It is time to get weird with creative writing. So everybody, what's going on? I am going to try and not be a bummer. I am coming to you raw and unfiltered today because that's the kind of mood that I am in. Um... Yeah, so breaking news. Uh, not so breaking anymore by the time this comes out, especially is uh, Mr. Nicky Hayden got ran into headfirst by a car. And uh, I've been keeping tabs on the Twitters and, and every single you know thing over in Italy and whatnot. Uh, one thing you should know is that I'm not going to try and bum you out on this episode. I am bummed. I had to like take a moment before I started to record because... I didn't want to go there, but um, I'm going to try and, and, you know, we'll we'll mention this, and then I'm going to try and escalate to the funny, to the funny stuff that we need, <laughs> you know, that I, you know, feel like talking about and just don't want to bring the whole mood down. It, it should be a positive mood, and that's what I'm going to focus on. So first things first, let me get... Um, all right, my Spanish is not perfect by any means not really even that good um so uh here it goes uh this is from el periodico which is a spanish newspaper this is in their sports section and uh or spanish newspaper online i guess i should say and this is a direct quote i quote from their article nikki hayden shuts down little by little there's no longer any hope for american driver nikki hayden who on Wednesday, while training on his road bike, did not seem to respect a reported stop sign on a minor route between Riccioni and Tavoletto in Italy, and was driven into by a Peugeot, which was driven by a young 30-something, who could not stop the 2006 MotoGP world champ from crashing into the front window of his car and suffering multiple head injuries which according to the doctors who attend him at the hospital Maurizio Buffalini Casena is a material 
material, materially impossible to recover. End quote. I hope they're wrong about that, by the way. I hope that they are going to trying to under promise and over deliver on that. Um, so it sounds like he just didn't, you know, I don't know who's at fault at this point. I think it's awful to speculate until the facts come all the way out. Um, I do know one thing, if you've seen the pictures, which are circulating of the car, I used to work in a auto body shop and it takes a lot of, uh, I mean, that's a crazy impact. It broke the headlight. It crumpled the hood a little bit and the front fender, um, smashed the windshield largely, like looked like more than 50% dent of the roof. Um, there's a picture of Nikki's bike in half and I know, you know, road bikes nowadays, they only weigh about, you know, four pounds. I mean, it's not like they are uh, made of adamantium or something like that, but at the same time, I mean, shit, it broke your bike in half, and the car is really far away from where the bike is in the pictures, and just that type of damage from one person's body. He was with a group of cyclists, but uh, it didn't say if anybody else was hit, and it didn't say if the driver's okay and uh, all that. I know in Italy, they do not drive on the wrong side of the road or on the opposite side of the, as the States, so it looks like the passenger side hit him, and... uh yeah, it just sounds like a uh, wrong place, wrong time. I'm going to continue with the article. Here's a quote from the article, El Periodico. Quote, Nikki's mother, Rose, and brother, Tommy, will meet today with the Italian doctors and decide the future of the pilot. The accident of Hayden, one of the most beloved pilots on the MotoGP World Championship in the last decade, not only for his chivalry and lordship, but also for his friendly way to understand the races, has set like a real bomb in the spirit of all. The other riders who, as of today, are already in the popular and legendary Le Mans circuit, where there'll be a race this weekend, the French Grand Prix, um... I don't know. It goes on to talk about the other, other riders end quote there. Um, and then it basically, uh, continues to talk about the way the guys train and the teams never discourage them from training on their bikes and they love bikes. They love, uh, I mean, sometimes people happen, stuff happens when you're riding a motocross bike. A lot of times you heard, um, last week's guest and I talking about, how a lot of road racers flat track or motocross in order to keep up their skills and strength. Everybody, like everybody bikes, even if, um, even a lot of motocross guys bike, I can't think of anybody that doesn't like two wheels for enjoyment and a little bit of cardio. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a terrible thing. Um, so basically the article finishes out saying that, uh, quote, it's up to you and you alone being in the hall of an airport or partying at a nightclub. A madman can appear and blow up a bomb. Commented a member of the Repsol Honda team who was very affected by the misfortune of uh, one of his idols and his rider. And uh, end quote. And they're talking about things just like that. You know, it doesn't, uh, they call it both disgraceful and a disaster, but it's just uh, things can happen. And I, I wanted to make sure I quoted, not quoted, but uh, I wanted to make sure that I brought up Michael Schumacher because in 2013, he f- hit his head on a rock skiing um, and he's still unable to move or stand. And he was, I don't know, for, from what I hear, he, you know, can't really move. I'm not 100% sure if he's cognitive at this point, but he's been kept alive for the last four years or so. And there's actually, you got to be careful what you report because I guess there was a um, newspaper or maybe a tabloid in Europe that mentioned that he had moved and uh, everybody got excited. And now they're being sued for just a large amount of money by Schumacher's family because that's totally untrue. And uh, he actually can't even move and he can't stand up without someone holding him up. And uh, I'm 100% sure, unsure of his uh, condition right now. But all I know is that, I mean, you can be alive, I guess. um, But how alive are you? And I'm going to 
I'm going to end it here. I just want to say that um, don't be afraid to go out the front door. And I understand a little bit more of my friends now that say they'd rather race than ride on the road because um, on the racetrack there's less people, less things to contend with. Tired of dog hair on the couch? Tired of cats and dogs playing while master's away? Well, now RP Products brings you the new Petoff 360. The Petoff 360 is a unique Bluetooth device that allows you to manage Fido or Mr. Scratchers while you're at home or on vacation. It's a Bluetooth speaker that uses a special file that's configured on your phone, and the apps are available for iOS and Android devices, along with the Samsung Galaxy that explodes. Use your mobile device or tablet to make a unique recording and save it to a file. And then while you're away, you can blast the pet off file to your unsuspecting pets, keeping them out of trouble and you happy. The Pet Off 360 features a convenient timer for measuring how long you want the pet off file to play for. And it also comes with a function where you can monitor your pet to see if they are actually behaving. Additional transmitter required. So, if you want to go away, (laughs) I know you do. You want to go away, don't you? And you want some peace of mind that Fido or Mr. Scratchers won't play mischief with your favorite shoes or your bedding or the side of your couch? Get the pet off 360 from RP Enterprises. All right, all right, we are back. The Pet Off 360, I don't, that's not a very good name. I would have called it the Get Out of Here 360 myself. All right, everybody, well, let's let's move on a an upswing here. Man, I'll tell you what, I had re- researched some FARS data, which is the Fatal Accident Reporting Statistics, and I was going to talk about that. I don't think that would be very prudent to do uh, for this episode. I also wanted to mention John McGinnis, John McGinnis, my man, why you please get better, okay? Like, so many damn crashes. I know there was a few crashes at the, I don't know, at World Superbike or MotoGP, too. Uh, John McGinnis won't be racing in the Isle of Man, which is only a very, very short time away. I think it might be next weekend. I'm not even going to look. Okay, I'll look. It's going to be May 27th through June 9th. So depending on when you hear this, it's either coming up or already done. So yeah, John McGinnis uh, suffered a crash road racing. And by road racing, I actually mean on the roads racing. And uh, busted up some stuff. Busted a couple of vertebrae. I think he cracked. Cracked some ribs real good. Um, God, that guy is tough. That guy is like, uh, I think he's in his 40s maybe. Yeah, I think he's in his 40s. Seen a lot of documentaries on that fool and just admired the hell out of that guy at the Isle of Man. But the Isle of Man, ironically, probably the safest of all the uh, roadiest racing. And yeah, the Northwest 200, uh, the Ulster GP, I think there's like a South two, Southern 200. Man, there's all sorts of crazy shit. And there's not very many places in the world besides like Macau and stuff like that that you can actually still race on the road. And that just adds a whole new element. I mean, the Isle of Man's hairy as balls, you know what I mean? Ooh, that just grossed me out. Let's not say that again. Uh, the Isle of Man is as crazy as a two tacos on a hat. And uh, basically... It uh, doesn't hold a candle to some of these other ones where you literally can have fans standing there right on the edge. So, yeah, uh, nothing. I mean, people at Isle of Man have to stand back and complain about not being able to see the dudes fly by. But, damn, like the Northwest 200 and stuff like that, that is like cots. And if you're not familiar with cots, it's kings of the street. So now uh, you, you ought to check that out if you're not from uh, the Midwest. And if you're a U.S. citizen, you should know better. And if you're not a U.S. citizen and you hear this, check it out. It's K-O-T-S. And basically it's like uh, Wild West drag racing where like people can do burnouts with like 8,000 horsepower cars. And uh, you can just be sitting on the hood while they're doing it, drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon. They don't care. 
Uh, in other news, by the way, I'm glad that uh, Modelo is kind of taken over as the hipster beer from Paps Blue Ribbon. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not 100% sure if this is true, but I used to be really into beers and stuff. And I used to drink Paps at this bar down in San Diego with my riding buddies. Every Wednesday night, we would go out and get thrashed and do a crazy event, do something nuts like uh, trash can surfing down a very steep hill, naked ice blocking, um, riding motorcycles backwards through the city, uh, not facing backwards, like literally backwards through time. I can't tell you how we did that. Or we, we made some chopper bicycles and taped beer steins to them and had to do wheelies to drink. Yeah, we I used to be fun. And uh, getting back to my point, Paps Blue Ribbon, a dollar, a buck. It's fucking like $12 now because hipsters lashed onto it. Thanks, hipsters, for making cool bikes. Cool. Crappy beer. Expensive. It's gentrification of the nation. Uh, anyway, so yeah. I'm glad that Modelo is kind of moving in because Paps sucks. But the other thing I was going to say is I don't know if this is 100% true, but I heard from a bird who did a turd on a nerd that Carl Strauss used to be the, I don't know, master brewer at Paps before he made his own beer. I bet that was hard to quit. A little awkward. Listen, I'm going to go start my own company and be like really good at it. And uh, you can keep your crappy beer that gives everyone gas and uh, suck it. Motorcycles. <laughs> we should talk motorcycles. All right. Next, let's talk about some stuff that's going to be coming up. I don't know if you guys got to see the AZ Mile, but OM GERD. Uh, let's talk about this. AFT, real quick. It's getting to be so cool that everybody's into it, but at the same time, it's uh, it's going to be sad when that starts to go down, for me, anyway. It's going to be like when they quit showing racing on uh, Speed Vision and when they quit showing music on MTV. It's just going to be one of them things that just happens because it got too big for its own britches. But anyway, yeah, Indian, topping the podium again. My man, Brian Smith. Dude, it was so cool to shake your hand at IMS. And I got to tell you, I rubbed off a little stank on that thing. I am good luck, bro. Not for myself. You can't give a, a rabbit a lucky rabbit's foot. That don't work out. You know, how would you like it if some crazy space alien came down and gave you a lucky human's hand or something? I don't know. But anyway, I'm not lucky for myself. But God damn, I'm lucky for other people. So, Brian Smith, you're welcome. Uh, after that handshake, I i mean, I know you're already champion in 2016. I'm just saying, though. I mean, you haven't done too bad since shaking my hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've done pretty good every damn race, except for the TT. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So the Sacto Mile is coming up this weekend, May 20th. And that is going to be another. I mean, this is going to be cool. There's going to be a few miles here in a row now. Uh, the 27th is going to be in Springfield. That's a famous, famous mile. They have Springfield twice. It's so good. Um, and the TTs and the singles, they are actually going to go uh, have a little TT there. It's the uh, first time the singles are going to have a TT when the twins do the mile. Uh, and anyway, in the singles class, I wanted to uh, point out that Shayna Texter, little sis of Corey Texter, um, yeah, Ripping it, totally ripping it. I, I believe she's in the first spot now. She's taken a few podiums. Um, I'm totally stoked. So she's been like a favorite of mine for Evs, her and Nicole Cheza, who then turned to Nicole Mees and then who quit racing for whatever reason. But man, I was so stoked to see that little girl flying around. She's so good. And um, yeah, it's good to see her back on top again in the singles class. I think she's going to take it. Let's call it now. I'm going to call uh, Shayna Texter... I'm going to call her, it's hard to say first, man. Let's say second. I'm going to say she's going to do second. One of the, the Baumans is going to come in first, I have a feeling. Some weird freak thing is going to happen where, like, Bronson, uh, is Briar and Bronson both racing singles this year? I forget. But uh, without looking at my little cheat sheet, I'm not cheating tonight. I'm just coming to you raw tonight, and that's how it's going to be. I'm just, I'm feeling it. Um, also, this weekend, uh, if you're not watching the Sacramento Mile, quick note. Um, fanschoice.tv excellent 
it's almost like when you like a cool band and then everybody starts to like it and all of a sudden it dilutes it a little bit. I feel like the bandwidth of fans' choice has got diluted somewhat. Even on their replays, you can tell that they struggled with getting a clear signal or something like that. It's really weird. This never happened prior to this season. And I've been watching fans' choice now for uh, like the last two seasons of Flat Track at least. Um never had issues with bandwidth or anything being pixely and dude you can you can barely connect now sometimes it's very interesting so <clears throat> a growing pain but i think that flat track live and i think that aft american flat track might have this stuff streaming on their facebook pages um via some video encoder i'm not 100% sure so I'm not. I don't know if you can if they direct you back to Fans Choice or not, or get that signal or that feed. But for some reason, I think that they don't, and that ought to free up some bandwidth if you're having really trouble seeing anything except for pixels on uh, FansChoice.tv. Try try uh, Flat Track Live or try AFT like on their Facebook page or something like that on their new internet page. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, that's going down. And uh, I was going to make like a whole Kurt Cobain joke about Nirvana getting big. And then all of a sudden that quality goes down. Fans' choice get big. That quality go down. And I'm not going to do it. Chris Cornell passed away, by the way. <clears throat> okay. So, also on May 20th, God, the Hooligan Dirt Dash. You got that right, baby. There's going to be a Hooligan Dirt Dash in texas and it's free admission live music there's going to be an fxr dyna and a chopper show and i'll I'll do i can't even tell you how many dudes from socal are already packed up locked and loaded and heading over there right uh so that ought to be pretty fun i'm not 100 percent sure if when or how you can watch that live um yeah i mean it doesn't coincide with anything that i can think of but the hooligan series man hardcore if you listen to last week's episode, you know it is awesome. It's going to be growing like crazy, and there's going to be a whole bunch. Since it's not like a one company owns it, which is how it should be, there's going to be a ton of stuff on the side. This Dirt Dash isn't even on the official hooligan schedule, I do not believe. so. And then uh, we're going to promote for Mr. Wiggins his uh, Santa Maria event, and we'll get more details on that later. But uh, if you're in Sacramento or if you are in uh, Texas, check out some local flat track, baby. Um, this also coming up on Saturday, I do I, this blows my mind. Uh, Irwindale, Irwindale Speedway, Night of Destruction and Supermoto, baby. And I put up on our Facebook page a whole uh, schedule, detailed schedule, so that if you wanted to see like the heat races and all that stuff, you could see. <clears throat> pardon me, when exactly to go down there and uh, qualifying and all that great stuff. I don't know if you can usually get into that stuff for sure, but uh, I think if you paid them to get in and then sat down in a seat, you could watch it. That's usually how events work. But man, I cannot tell you, my children love the Night of Destruction. And it's like getting a kid to sit on some cold aluminum bleachers in October or November I don't I don't want to hear it from you people in like how cold it is in Wisconsin and Minnesota and Michigan, right? You got and even a uh, few of you guys in Washington. You guys can shut your traps. It's pretty cold here to me in October and November watching the night of destruction, but they do it a few times a year. They do it at least uh, 3 or 4, I want to say. And it's just awesome. They got trailer races, figure eight races. Oh, but this is cars, a motorcycle podcast. What are you talking about the cars for? Well, they haven't supermoto, you dummy. Wait for me to finish my sins. So that is going on. And not only that, oh my God, I'm being attacked by a studio dog. Uh, not only that, but I mean, you can't really smash into each other and do figure eight racing on motorcycles. I mean, that'd be crazy, right? That would be kind of cool to see. But the amount of destruction and debris that goes on in these other races is just so funny. And then they have the Enduros where they have like a road course set up with the, 
just little four-door sedans, little crummy like Nissan Sentras and, and Toyota Yaris's, anything that's been totaled, you know, and is in the Seidner's, uh, sponsored by Seidner's Collision Centers, but also Pick Your Part is right next door to the Speedway. So you go over there, grab yourself a uh, smashed up car for the Seidner's Collision uh, Enduro. And they basically road race for, I don't know, 20 laps or so and smash. It's like a demolition derby road race where you're kind of encouraged to have a little bit of carnage happen. They've got a police car and uh, tow trucks with bumpers all on the front of all these. And if somebody goes uh, sideways, upside down, uh, incapacitated, they get a friendly push from El Cop Car. They don't stop the action. There's no red flags unless someone's on fire or like tipped over or something in the race line. If you do it off the race line, there is no uh, stopping that, you know. Or if you break down, there's no real stopping that. <clears throat> what they'll do, gosh, pardon me. What they'll do is they'll get the the police car out there and push you right off, or get one of the tow trucks to push you off, and yeah. It's pretty fun. And then the trailer races, I mean, if you have never seen a good old-fashioned trailer race, you're really missing out. They get all sorts of just old sleds out there doing, I don't know, somewhere between like 50 and 70 miles an hour towing. It has to be towing something. A lot of them are towing little RV, like a little, I don't know, old camper, like not a fifth wheel, but one of those old day campers. Some of them are towing boats. Some of them are towing just weird random stuff. And it's so much fun to watch a boat come unhitched at like 55 miles an hour and go shooting down the track only to have the dude with the El Camino pulling the, uh, the, I don't know, the day camper, the, the bouncer or bounder or whatever, smash right through the boat. And then uh, the, his trailer jackknives, and then the next dude behind him smashes right through that uh, little camper of his and keeps going. So it's pretty fun stuff. Got to check it out. Supermoto is just the icing on the cake. And I always wondered, they had Rallycross there. Um, I used to live literally within like a mile of Irwindale. Um, I could throw a tennis ball hard enough I could hit it. And uh, I used to hear him racing. I used to hear the racing school. I could hear motors blowing up on Thursday nights during the drags, which they have Thursday night and Friday night drags. I might go down there and start my own bike racing drag series to contend with the WIR. Do like a remote race series, maybe. Hmm? But anyway, yeah, no, I I could hear all that great stuff, and uh, it was pretty cool. What was I getting at? Damn it. Oh, I, oh, when uh, when they had rally cross there, I was like, oh, so they put in dirt on the field. Obviously, why can't they do a flat track there? It's so perfect. They have a huge banked oval, and then they have a little inner oval. <clears throat> Pardon me, it's a little flatter, so that you could do it. Not much dirt to fill out the the inner. I think it's three eighths, right? Something like that. So do a little short track there, or have the bikes run on pavement and do like a big big track. And uh, so it's cool to see that they are importing dirt to do uh, pavement and dirt for the Supermoto. So I'm excited about that. Enough about that. That is like super local to me. So just I'm super excited about that. If you couldn't tell by my 19 minute rambling. Oh, which reminds me, it's time for uh, talk about someone a friend of the show that we love. Do you like motorcycles? Do you like drawings? Do you like drawing on your motorcycle while riding it? You're crazy. I meant like drawings of a motorcycle, you dummy. Uh, If you like drawings of motorcycles and cool things that those drawings are on, you have to check out dailybikers.com. Daily Biker Dan is a huge, huge bike nut, and actually he rides a bike every single day for work. He used to do it for only pleasure, but now he does it for work and for pleasure. Uh, he's doubling down. That's something I wish I could do right now. Oh, what the hell? Let me just get straight to it. If you're not dumb, you'll go to dailybikers.com. Why? Well, because Dan is a cool Aussie chap that loves to ride, but what does he love just as much as riding? He loves drawing bikes and putting those drawings in cool things like uh, he has an adult coloring book and i don't mean like naughty pictures i mean like motorcycles that you want as an adult you know what i'm saying so he's got this awesome coloring books like calendar size coloring book thing is awesome i bought the very first ones in the world Woo woo! 
and they went out to the Solstice Slam winners. Uh, he's also got gift wrap. He's got cards for all occasions. Some just say hi. How you doing? Check out this bitchin' bike. Some say happy Thanksgiving. Some say happy Father's Day. Uh, he's Australian, so there's lots of holidays over there that we don't have here that you could probably have him stick on there. Uh, if you're Australian and you're an expat and you're lonely and you're in the United States, go check out dailybikers.com. There's ride reviews. There are gear reviews. It's just a blog. He considers himself a tech dork that loves bikes. And I'll tell you what. For a tech dork that loves bikes, there sure as hell is a lot of good uh, material to read over there. He used to be a copywriter as well, so you know he's got away with words, uh, just like you got away with turds. Get on, get your wallet out and go support dailybikers.com. They support our show, so you support them, sucker. Dailybikers.com. Also on Etsy. All right, I'd like to do a little rinse and repeat of the first segment again. I got off, got way off tangent. A couple things coming up. Check out your local hooligan. I love that. Sacramento Mile, I love that. I did want to say that uh, if you're having trouble with fans' choice, try another way to view the flat track. And the, the thing I wanted to talk about fans' choice is that I noticed that if you don't watch the mains live now, they're not broadcasting. And I'm sure it's part of a licensing deal with uh, ABC Sports or NBC, NBC Sports, which is going to start airing them, I believe, next month. They're going to take all the ones from earlier this year and then start airing them back-to-back because then I don't think there's going to be any breaks till the end of the season. So they're going to just air them uh, every Thursday. Thursday night, and of course, racing happens Saturday and Sunday, so uh, it's going to be a slight delay. There might be some spoilers if you have friends that talk around the water cooler at work on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday about who won and blah, blah, blah. Uh, So that's going to happen. So I think there must be an agreement because before you could watch anything, and now since I don't think for time uh, reasons that, that NBC is going to be able to uh, play all the heat races, last chance qualifiers, yada, yada, yada. I think they just got the mains in their, um, basically in their package because you got a, a twins main and then a singles main and then all the talking to the riders. So if you want to see the mains, you better watch live because you won't be able to rewatch those on demand later. Uh, I, Shana Texter, I said she's going to come in second, but hell, let's change that right now. We are a good quarter of the way into the season and she's been on top this whole time barring any crazy crashes i'm gonna say shana takes number one uh i didn't give my uh my twins uh, outlook which i think oh boy that one's tough barring any major things i haven't seen it's this is hard because the indians kind of ran last year uh as a development bike um and harley was developing the XGs, which has terribly fell on its face, but I do want to say I think man, Brian Smith, man, the way he's been riding and the way he's been known to dominate the miles, uh, I think Brian Smith might be number one. So we got Texter, Shana, not Corey, uh, in the singles. I mean, in the uh, yeah, in the singles, taking that. I'm going to call her out for number one right now, even though we're very early in the season. Very dumb to do. That's why I don't gamble. I'm smarter than that. Uh, and I'm going to call out Brian Smith to take the twins. Um, so there you go. Shana and Brian sitting on a bike. There's no rhyme for that. Also, I did not mention that if you want to support Nikki Hayden, uh, go on Twitter with a hashtag of go Nikki. Uh, everyone's doing it and show your support for Nikki. I sure hope that that article from El Periodico was just a bunch of bull. Hey, listen, man, I wanted to mention something really special. I kind of wanted to go into a Cerberus Moto plug right now. If you're in the San Diego area, go check out Cerberus Moto. Not only is it a cool motorcycle co-op that can help you build an awesome um custom bike or get your non-working bike back on the road if you don't have a garage you don't have the tools you don't have the know-how guess what cerberus moto has got you covered go check out cerberus moto they are on el cajon boulevard in san diego and just go to cerberusmoto.com but i just checking the fbs tonight and guess what 
very exciting news. Dave is trying to put a bid in to expand Cerberus Moto. Um, trying to get there's a, another building. Uh, what did he say? The square footage here is 7,200 square feet. Uh, so that is like double. The crazy thing is, is that Cerberus looks, it's a nice size now, but you know what? With all of the members that want to get in there and all the extra tools and stuff, I can see where <clears throat> Mama could always use a little bit of extra moving around space, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so check it out. If you don't know uh, Cerberus Moto, go listen to episode 64 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. You will hear all about Cerberus's backstory, but also about their ambitions. Jennifer was telling me that in the future, they would love to have a community center based around motorcycles and teaching people community skills, uh, you know, fabrication skills, things that they can really take out and then use in, uh, you know, other aspects of life. So it's not just about uh, having a co-op garage and not just having motorcycles and fun get-togethers and rides and poker nights. Although that is 100% cool and fun and engaging, they also want to give back to the community in bigger and better ways. And I think this is going to be like a step one in that plan. Um, so go check it out. I see a listener of the show. Uh, I already put it up on Facebook. I just saw it right before I started recording this. Um, I already see a listener having a, having a $20 on there. I'm going to have to go do it. I'm going to go throw it down. I was going to do it after I recorded. But let me type it in. Uh, and pay. All right. Uh, there's as little as $10, as much as $100. just depends on what you're comfortable with. At least $20. If you hear these words right now, you're obligated to pay $20 because we're making America great again, not through uh, some empty campaign promises, but with our own hard-earned dollars and the motorcycling community. Come on, let's do this, man. Uh, so anyway, check it out. They have a, a GoFundMe page. Go to their Facebook page and check it out. You'll get all the links. And if you are in San Diego and you do happen to break down or have trouble or want to build a cool custom bike, guess what? You won't be alone. And you'll definitely have somebody that's done it and not his first time to this rodeo. That's Dave Hargreaves. And uh, so go check that out. I think that's super cool. So thanks, Dave. I was going to mention you guys anyway. And then I saw this and I got all excited and giddy. Thank you very much for what you have done for the motorcycling community. And thanks, Dave, actually, for all the help you've given me personally. And uh, that'll be in an upcoming episode. We'll talk about some stuff that Dave and I talked about. Also coming up this weekend, Hell on Wheels Motorcycle Club. You're going to be out at Glen Helen. Glen Helen is one of uh, Southern California's premier, I would say, uh, dirt tracks. They have a flat track. They have... Uh, crazy hill climb they have uh gosh what the hell do they have they have like a trophy truck track mm, a gp track if you're not uh, familiar with like the, the off-road grand prix that they have it's a cool track hell on wheels is going to be out there doing their thing uh, this weekend i think it's on sunday so if you're going to be out in Glen Helen, you want to race, I think you can sign up at bigcartel.com. Check out Hell on Wheels MC on all the Instagram book, face tweet things, and uh, you'll you'll find it. But if you're going to be out there and you're not going to something cool like the Hooligan Dirt Dash in Texas, or you're not going to go on a cool ride this weekend, go check out uh, some racing action. Why don't you ride out to Glen Helen? That'd be a cool idea. I'd do that if I was going to be out in that area this weekend. Instead, where am I going to be? I'm going to be out further than that area this weekend. <laughs> hey, you remember those girls called the Fox Valley Litas? We interviewed them two episodes ago. Yeah, they're going to be having a little ride. Well, there's going to be a ride in their area. So they're getting out. Remember how last week, or not last week, the last time around, their poor ladies had their inaugural ride rained out? Thankfully, I think the local Harley dealer, maybe in Milwaukee there, is having a little ride for them to get out and go to, I don't know, it sounds like a spaceship landing ground. It doesn't sound like anything that's real to me, but it looks fun. <laughs> Hope you guys have fun. Uh, did want to take some time right now to thank some of the guests. or some of the, I, We got another review on iTunes since last week or the couple weeks before. When I did our little show on it and ranted on about it. Thanks, M.O. Ryder. I'm assuming that's Missouri. 
we'll get some uh, see what's happening in Missouri. We'll get some stuff up here. Also, I want to say thanks to uh, Max Wedge for suggesting the Iron Butt topic. And actually, ooh, I was going to do that uh, this week, but I think I have I have a guest lined up to talk about it. Hopefully, I can get this guest before they. I mean, they're prepping for the Iron Butt, so hopefully, we can get them on. But thank you so much for. All the contributions for the show ideas and stuff like that. Uh, the show's probably going to be switching course here. Not too drastically. We're not going to become like an ice skating podcast. Uh, just trying to like get a little better. See what you guys want to hear about. You probably don't want to hear about me all the time. I, I have a whole page of notes right now, but this whole uh, Nikki Hayden thing threw me off tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time just keeping focused. So I'm sorry if I'm just rambling off random events and stuff this time. I just, my head's not in it, guys. I just, all day I've been worried about this kid. It's not even like I knew him or nothing, but it's just one of those things where he's like one of the last American road racers. One of the first ones that I saw when I, you know, first started riding that I thought was cool. And one of the last ones out there. So, and it's just this whole family legacy from, you know, Tommy down to Roger Lee and all that stuff. I don't know. I just feel bad. I feel real bad. Like, as bad as I did the day I watched Super Sick die on TV. That was terrible. But terrible, kids. So I'm telling you what. Let's uh, talk about some other stuff. I had, I'll tell you what I was going to talk about in uh, this episode. The, all the bike thief. Yeah, I have all these rings. I posted something on uh, the Facebook page about this bike ring where I had seen on uh, the news on some internet page. I forget where the hell I saw it. But um, in England... Uh, particularly there's like a Bristol bike gang and they're going around, I should say bike thief ring, stealing bikes, scooters, it don't matter. And, uh, you know, thanks to some of the other listeners for posting some stuff, sending some uh, private messages of all, pardon me, all these videos of hooligans stealing motorcycles, stealing scooters. They don't care, you know? And the, the crummy thing is they just want to take it to joyride it. And it reminds me of the motorcycles and misfits when Doug was talking about his, uh, bikes getting stolen from his house and it was just gutted. You know, he was gutted and look, luckily they were recovered, but luckily, I mean, unfortunately they took him out and all they could, apparently all they took him for was to joyride him. They didn't want to, part them out or anything like that and or maybe they did and they didn't get the chance to quite yet but so yeah in england right now they're having a just like crazy epidemic and i just read something today that bikers are taking forming like vigilante squads and taking the law back into their own hand unfortunately as a weird like nanny state society where you can't do anything anymore um even if it's if it's protect your own stuff where the criminals have all the rights in England, you can't really defend your property. Like somebody could come and forcibly take it from you, but you couldn't forcibly not let them take it from you because then you get charged and they don't get charged even though they know who some of these people are because they brag on social media and, uh, you know, are very public about, I don't know, they're just, I don't know if they're just too gun, like they, the, the police are too gun shy about charging people who haven't done something or they don't, don't have enough evidence. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but all I, I do know is that the owners are getting sick of it. They're forming squads. They're straight up, you know, things are being stolen right out from under their noses. So they're, they're having groups. And when they find out who it is, they're going after them. And unfortunately they're also being punished, uh, for the, the crime of like harassment and, um, assault and stuff like that when they're just trying to get their stuff back that some jerkwad took uh, i don't know so i started reading today um and lo and behold on visor down and cycle world or or cycle news rather there was articles about thief uh rings in the u.s and stuff and i was thinking what the hell and i noticed that in the la area i don't it's one of those things like school shootings or natural disasters or serial killers and stuff like that where you don't know if it's all of a sudden somebody reports one. So like everybody's reporting one and they were already already happening, you know, in around the country or around the globe. And it's just like in the news more, or if it's one of those things where there really is a spike in it, you know, I really have trouble parsing those things out because I know how, if it bleeds, it leads and like how the media just feeds off of, you know, every single thing 
you know, that somebody else is doing. So I'm not 100% sure if these things are like just appearing to pop up around everywhere right now or if they actually are. But yeah, bike thieves, man. Um, are, the, is, are, the, are the thefts really up or is it just being covered more? I know here in uh, Los Angeles, on the uh, stolen, you know, there's like a watch bike list. I think every every city pretty much has those. Unfortunately, that we need those. It's not like you can just have your own thing and have a fun time and uh, expect people to leave it alone that are just dirt bags. But uh, even on there, it seems like the spikes are up in Venice and like Marina del Rey and all that stuff. So I don't know. Is it the economy? Is it that people are worried uh, about? You know, are people trying to steal stuff because, uh, and bikes is just another commodity to a theft? Is it because, um, I don't know, people can't afford to go out and buy their own bike and they really do want to ride and enjoy ride? And so stealing it and not having to pay insurance and own it for the long term or even take care of it so they can just go out and like literally steal it and have fun on it for a day or two? I mean, what is the reasoning behind why these are going up and why the hell? With such a crazy increase, uh, aren't more people being captured and, I don't know, either put away or used as uh, like informants to figure out if this is like part of a bigger thing? So I don't know. It just seems to me like bike thefts are up. And a lot of places here in, in that I read about, that I have read in the Cycle News and uh, the local Facebook pages to me, it doesn't matter. One dude had three locks on it. One dude had his in, in a locked storage garage with uh, an armed guard on the premises. And apparently they just wait. I mean, they look, they just sit there and wait. And as soon as the armed guard goes to the bathroom or has to go look at another building, they chew him in and they grab everything and go. So unless you're going to, literally sleep with your bike next to you i don't know what to say about that i'm just kind of worried have you noticed uh increase in your area have you noticed an increase on whatever message boards or forums that you're on or have you had your stuff stolen let me know because i want to know if this is like a real deal or if this is just like a fabricated having the spotlight shown on it right now so it seems like a bigger thing than it is but that's one of the things i had written down for notes tonight Hey, this isn't an endorsement and not a sponsor of the show, but I've mentioned these guys a few times now. Imperfect Produce. What does Imperfect Produce mean to me? Well, it means that I get farm fresh food delivered straight to my mouth. I mean, not literally, but the guy has to knock on the front door and leave the package overnight. And then I open it and stick it straight in my mouth. But, I mean, I'm supposing if I did lay out there on the doorstep with my mouth open, he could just drop it right in my face. Straight from the farm to my face. F to F. That's a new business model, folks. And why Imperfect Produce? Well, for me, the choice was simple. My wife made it for me. And not only that, she makes some of the best. She's an educator. And so she has the best, best choices, and she makes some of the finest decisions in life. And I have to say that this, my friends, was one of those. Imperfect Produce, they bring us a huge box, customized, uh, you know, you can customize what you want in it, how, what types of foods uh, by variety or by, like, are they organic or that, you know, I'm saying you can customize on many different levels. <clears throat> Pardon me, the, the, uh, the food is always fresh, always delicious. And it's imperfect. It's always imperfect. That means you might get a long apple. That means you might get an apple that somebody else thought was ugly and they don't want to eat it. But it's actually the apple that I got is longer than normal apple. You're getting more apple, folks. Why wouldn't you want to eat this? Because it doesn't look like the others. So I was reading their little message on the box about how unglamorous it is to be a potato, especially if you're a little bit long or you got lumps. And when people look at a potato... They want an oval. They don't want a lumpy, long thing that doesn't look quite like every other potato. So if you're a misfit, if you're a true misfit, which you are by, I know you because you're a biker and because you probably love some crazy custom bike that doesn't really fit in, Imperfect Produce is just like you, man. It's just looking for a place to fit in. It wants somebody to eat it. I got a carrot today. It was a little crooked. So what? It ain't straight. My teeth ain't straight. My hair ain't straight. My fingers aren't straight, people. What the hell? So, at any rate, Imperfect Produce, and every time you buy a, you get a box, 
you take a picture of yourself with the box. There's a little hashtag on there. I'm not going to tell you what it is because, well, I guess you'd need a box. So go get a box and there's a hashtag on there. You take a selfie and they donate a pound of food, I believe, to the Alameda Food Bank. So if you are in the Bay Area being the Bay Area, like San Francisco area or L.A., check out imperfectproduce.com. It's produce. It's imperfect. It's a little bit cheaper than you get at the store. And it's 100% customizable. I can't think of anything else that's more like a motorcycle than that. It's imperfect. It's customizable. It's made just for you by you. And you can eat it. Don't eat your motorcycle. Eat imperfect produce. All right, everybody. Well... I'm going to cut this a little bit short. Go uh, go check out. See what's happening with Nikki Hayden. Do a little hashtag, go Nikki. Show him your support. And uh, get out there and do something fun this weekend. If you have an event that's going on and you're on the other side of the country, please, I want to know about it. I want to figure out what the hell is um, really going on with the Ace Cafe in Florida. I know Wisconsin, we got the, the WIR Top 10 Drags going on, which I'm super excited about, actually. And uh, I can't wait for tonight's action to go down. I think I ran you down last week how the list stands. Uh, I'm anxious to see whether Chris comes out and kicks Michelle's teeth in or whether she rubs that 330-pound belly all over his face. <laughs> go, go listen to episode 24. It's funny. Um, so anyway, yeah, and I'm just excited about that and the stock wheelbase class and Hey, another thing, if you have uh music, send it to us. I think this is the last show going to be using that intro, which is a bummer because I just added Mr. Chris Wiggins to it. Um, but, uh, I think we're going to phase that out. It's so damn long. You know what I mean? It's, it's long and I don't think, I think people want to get straight to it. And I used to use that time to kind of prep and look at notes real quick before I started blabbing. But I mean, you can hit pause on a recorder. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I was going to do that. And if you have a, if you have music you want to send in, that'd be great. I make all the music here, uh, pretty much for the most part. And I use, um, some free music that comes with my stupid audio thing. Do some of the, the better, the, if it sounds pro, then I didn't do it. <laughs> but if it sounds like a goofy song, then I did it. Uh, especially Monkey's Butt and uh, Cigarettin. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, so yeah, uh, send in some money. Or not money. Don't send money. Send in music. They both start with M. I like them both, but just send in the music. Don't send the money. Uh, but yeah, if you got a good song you want to send in, maybe an intro or something like that, or just some transition music, some background music, send that stuff in. If your name is Aaron Shu and you want your guitar to make some cool music for the show, Aaron, where the hell is my guitar, shoe? Dude, I got to apologize. Uh, our male guy has your guitar, uh, Aaron Shu. The one that you won like five weeks ago for Solstice Slam. Um, I knew that we needed a different size box for it because I took it down and I couldn't ship it in the box that we had. It had to be like some special Wango Tango box. I got the special Wango Tango box. Uh, the dopey dude, we never had this much trouble before. I, or at least maybe he's just procrastinating because he's out of town. <laughs> so I can't even get your guitar to you myself, my friend. Uh, but Jim, our, our mail guy, you can send some hate mail to him. He, uh, he's got it and, uh, I guess it got sent back to him cause he didn't put enough postage or something on it. I don't know what the hell he's might just be fibbing, but at any rate, Jim's got it. Uh, Jim is going to be out of town until next week. And I just learned that he apparently got it back. So Aaron, I'm going to send it to you, dude. As soon as he gets back, I'm going to get on his butt, get down there to the post office and mail it. And, uh, you can send old Jim Handybone some hate mail. And uh, aside from that, then you can play me a little tune and send me in. And there'll be the new theme music. Just make it real short and happy. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Aaron, kick some ass on the uh, Stock Wheelbase class this week. And Guy Bellinger, dude, I'm so stoked to see you back on the list. I was so afraid that after you blew up your King Kong bike that you were going to be gone, and I'm just so stoked to see that you're like, hey, no big deal. I got 17 other bikes. I'll just race one on the stock wheelbase class list and just uh, tear up everybody here. Mm-hmm. So 
Glad to see you back, Guy Bellinger. Looking forward to this weekend's WIR Top 10 action. I'm also looking forward to the Night of Destruction. I can't tell you guys how pumped I am on that. And uh, also looking forward to the Hell on Wheels race going down. And if I was in Texas, I sure as hell would be going to the Hooligan Dirt Dash and the Dirt for Dirt and some dashing and uh, checking that stuff out. One last thing I wanted to talk about. I was gonna weld. I was gonna try and weld tonight while I was uh, talking to you folks, but I decided I can't. A, there's three things going on there, dude. I can barely chew gum and blink my eyes at the same time without chewing my eyelid. That's how bad of a gum chewer multitasker I am, right? No, I don't bite my cheek. I bite my eye when I try to do two things at once. So I'm not doing that. But I was gonna do little things where I have my little book of metal because I haven't done some I haven't really done metal in a long time and I had to go out and make my son a, a shoehorn of all things can you believe that I had to make a kid a shoehorn this kid's feet are like getting too big for his dumb five-year-old body they're like gigantic uh flippers you know what I mean so it's like getting him into his shoes is taking extra effort and he says dad you use your dumb and I said dude a it's a thumb not a dumb but uh, I will put my dumb down there. But I can't have you stomping it flat all the time. I can't type on the computer or play the guitar. So I made him a shoehorn. And I'll be dang, dude. That thing works like jive. Yeah, you heard me. That thing works like jive. And uh, I taught him how to do it himself. And I rolled it on the English wheel. And I thought, dude, this thing looks tight. It's got a compound, couple compound curves. And... Uh, I should get out my little book and uh, give you some tricks and tips for metal shaping because, shit, I'm rusty. I need to get back into that uh, hand-banging stuff and making some weird stuff. Starting out with, like, a little pot in a pan and making uh, going up to the fuel tank that uh, I'm going to build. So there's always that. And uh, getting back into some bike building stuff. I want creative writing to be more creative. I kept saying that. Uh, kept saying that I wanted to interview more people this year. I've got that on lockdown. If you know somebody cool or you are cool and you want to be on the show and you're creative, then come on, let's do it. Get in touch with the show, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, we're leaving the slam open. If you have a Solstice Slam, well, what is it? Is the Solstice Slam entry for 2018 and you're thinking of it right now and it's a good one or you're going to be doing something crazy and, I don't know, you, you anticipate that you don't want to forget it until like a, a week before the solstice slam next year and then like be like oh man i have to submit this for 19 and then like you're 47 years old and you haven't submitted one yet uh it's open man slam at creativewriting.com send in your story your pick your uh crazy music um anything anything related to motorcycles and since you're a motorcyclist that could be wiping your butt in a crazy I don't know, camping, moto camping situation. I don't know. I just, I made that up and it was a terrible example of what I'm looking for. But actually, <laughs> why? Yeah, that's terrible. Don't listen to anything I said just now. But, um, but yeah, the slam is still open. So if you got ideas for that, if you got ideas for the show, if you got some cool music, whatever it is, send it to us. This, this year is going to be the year of the Creatatron, which means we're going to be all creating something, whether it's like a dude. I won't even tell you, but go look at the WR top 10 by those guys are like rocket scientists. Uh, they're creating all sorts of stuff from stock. I mean, uh, from by hand for their bikes. And it's like, Whoa, dude, I can't believe you made that. Um, that's a good example. Custom stuff. Um, people making leather. I mean, I want all this stuff, people drawing stuff. I love all the, the art that I've been seeing coming out of the motorcycle industry lately, the motorcycle community, not the industry, the community, um, I do want to talk about some crazy stuff, but it's not so, uh, I guess not so creative, but it is like some tech specy stuff. So we'll get into that, but I uh, have hammered out a few cool guests. And so that's how we're heading. I want this show to be the people show. So you guys send in some ideas. You guys send in some content and uh, we'll get it out. We'll get it done. Um, one thing I did want to say before I go tonight is congrats. Uh, listener Eric has been sending me some stuff on Facebook. I think he's considering the Z900. He's the very first person I know to have ridden one of those new Z900s and says he digs it better than the, the FZ09, I think he said, or the FJ09. I don't remember which one. And uh, considering that against the V-Strom, 
I gotta say, man, those are kind of two different things, but the Z9 is would, seems like it'd be cooler to me. Uh, but then again, I'm not touring or nothing like that. So, yeah, I don't know, man. But anyway, that his little ride uh, that he took sounded pretty fun. I've been riding every damn day, even though it's been, like, freezing cold. It's been, like, 67 degrees here. Ugh, got up to, or down to 65 one day, I think. And uh, so today it was back up in the 80s, so popping wheelies and took my... I gotta whisper this part, dude. I took my son for a ride today. It was so fun. We didn't really go anywhere, but up and down the driveway, but still. He he liked it. He liked it. Got him hooked. And my daughter's already hooked because uh, she's a two-wheel wonder, so... Uh, ain't where mama you gotta look out you're gonna have th- six pairs of wheels running over you here pretty soon <laughs> so yeah so anyway we're gonna get into all that it's a it's an hour i'm gonna cut this half an hour short from usual uh i just wasn't feeling it tonight folks just the whole nikki hayden thing i've been checking on it uh just hoping that and just hoping that it's wrong not not just for like the fans and the community just look at all the outreach that he's getting and all the community support it's great but um yeah uh so terrible so terrible i just i don't know why i keep checking because i just i'm afraid it's going to be some bad news but i'm just hoping that it's going to be good that's the thing is that that hope in me is what keeps me checking so anyway do a hashtag go nikki write it on the bathroom wall if you have to uh just keep them in your prayers and uh, keep them in your thoughts and whatever else. Keep them in. Keep them in your pocket. And I'm out, dudes. Have a good one. Thank you for hanging out this long. Listening to an idiot with a microphone. Get on the next thing. That'll be your ride. They'll be doing it. You get out there. You need to do it too. It's terrible. I should start. But <laughs> <laughs> Buffer fat. <laughs>